Hello everyone, I'm Ben Irving, one of the lead producers on Anthem, and you're listening to the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, everybody, to episode 109 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running Anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, with one of my co-hosts. Devin is here joining with me today. Devin, say hi to all the people out there on the internets. Hi, all the internet people. It's just it's just always nice to uh, say hi to the people that you're talking to. So we are... It feels like it's been a really long time since we've recorded. I and mean, it's been two weeks... Um, there's been some stuff happening in the Anthem community, it hasn't been a ton of stuff, but it's. I'm happy to be back talking about it uh, with you. I'm sorry that Mike and JD could not be here today. Mike is out sick, and JD, JD is actually moving, so hopefully that all that will go well, they won't lose any boxes, and they can you know, make sure he gets all those cords packed up for his computer so he can record next time that he is with us. So, yeah. Devin, how's your week been? You been good? Yeah, no, it's been really good. Uh, it's been great. It's been raining the last two days. We really needed the moisture in our area, so big time. That's pretty good. Um, doesn't really help so much for going out into the oil field, but <laughs> nope. Sometimes um, you just gotta floor it, and hopefully yeah, you don't slide gonna, off of a cliff. Don't let off the gas. <laughs> pretty much. Lots of interesting stories, Stephen and I could tell you. Lots. Of <laughs> Maybe we will tell them after the show, and we'll give it all. Yeah. We'll give all those sweet stories to the patrons. Like, I think I learned. I learned much more driving out in the oil field than I ever would have. You know, playing Forza Horizon. So. <laughs> cool. So we've got a bunch of people over here with us in chat. So we've got Umbrella Ops and Filter Americas hanging out with us. So Umbrella asks if we got the art book for Anthem. And yes, as soon as that thing was available, I purchased the art book. I really enjoy the art books that video games put out. Anthem, it, it has, man, there's a ton of concept art in there that just gets your your wheels spinning of, you know, the possibilities that could happen in this world. They have a bunch of big hub cities built out. They look fantastic. A bunch of different biomes that we could go exploring in. A bunch of different javelin, um, what's the word, concepts. Um, yeah. Different armor skins, different you know ways that are, that they're designed. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in that art book. I suggest that anyone, if you can get your hands on it, go pick it up. Even if it's just the digital version, you know, go pick that up and enjoy it because that's art books are good, man. Like hands off to the artists uh, that worked on Anthem because they made a beautiful world. So, and it actually has a really cool. Um, a little bit of a history to it because they actually lay out, you know, their first thoughts of what Anthem was going to be when it was going to be humanity left earth. They were in these big giant spaceships. These spaceships crash landed onto this planet. So they used the salvage from the spaceship that they crashed on. And they just kind of, it was almost sounded like they were going to build more of a survival game than, than an action RPG, right? So you'd have yeah. to go find salvage, build your suits, and there was going to be some sort of loop to where you left. You had a certain amount of supplies, and then you had to go out, complete your missions, and come back before you ran out of supplies. Um, so you know, it talks a lot about that stuff and things that, that they thought it was going to be. 
And, you know, it's just, it's a really cool book that I hope everyone games gets their changed. hands on. All right. <laughs> Say that again. The games change during development. Things change, right? And, and, things, and things change a lot. I mean, they had six years to be working on this. I can only imagine how many iterations they had of, you know, of what they were going to build. And it's, it looks like they were actually pretty far along on that idea. I mean, you you don't have all the ideas and say, okay, we have this idea, let's start making concept art for it. Because concept art and artists cost money. So you have to imagine that, okay, we're pretty confident, let's see what this looks like. And then they start, you know, having artists put things together. Because a lot of the renders in that art book are really far along. It's not just pencil concept art. It's full-fledged, colored, inked. Oh, yeah. And, you know, so... they. I wonder what, when, when or why the decision was made to say, hey, I don't think we should do this. Let's pivot back. Because at one point they talk about in the art book that they were planning on having like all these different company names on the clothes that came from Earth. So that there was going to be like some sort of branding in there. So that obviously didn't happen when we got the version that we have now. So there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Uh, one of the th- favorite things is the bestiary that they have. Because they've got a lot of cool creatures in there that we haven't seen in game that are in the art book. So hopefully someday we'll get new enemy types, new flora and fauna, and we'll be able to see a bunch of that concept brought to life. I hate to see that concept yeah. art go to waste because that stuff's cool, man. I dig it. It is very cool. That's one thing the game is definitely not lacking. The art is amazing. So I agree. All right, so Devin, it has been 279 days since the game has been released. We are quickly coming up on the one-year anniversary of Anthem. That's going to be here before we know it. So right now we are in the last week of the Season of Skulls Cataclysm event. With that, we have you know a couple things that are happening. So really, they, they opened up the challenge to where you can go in you can kill all the different um, free play bosses. So that you can complete the Indomitable challenge. So that you can get the new armor sets that are at the end of that. So there, yeah. there's a couple things with that challenge that... I'm not a huge fan of, so I, I've decided I'm not going to try for it just because I think if I were to grind this cataclysm all the way to its completion, um, I probably just would start hating the game, right? Because we, <laughs> the first cataclysm and that PTS, I mean, we played that a ton. We did it a lot. A lot. Yeah. And to go back in there, I think it would just ruin, ruin it for me. So even though I'm going to sacrifice like getting those armor sets and being like, oh man, I missed out on that. I think it's going to be better for me in the long run if I just like step away from the cataclysm and do something else. Because I think it'll just hurt my psyche and my love for Anthem if I jump back in and just grind the cataclysm over and over and over again. So congratulations to everyone that has been getting those armor sets. If you like them, if that's the challenge that you wanted to do, you complete it. Congratulations. I'm excited and I am happy for you. You know, with, with the four armor sets at the end of that challenge, you know, if you were to buy four armor sets um, from a featured store, that would be 2,400 and uh, 2,000, let's see. <sighs> it's really late. So it'd be 244,000 coins, right? That's how math works, which would be a lot of grinding. That's 3,400 shards, which would be around $34 if you bought it through um, the store, if you bought shards. So, I mean, that, that challenge is worth $34. So, hopefully, people got the value that they wanted out of that for the amount of hours that they put in. Um, I mean, armor sets behind challenges is something that we asked for. So, I don't really want to be like, you know, this is 
implemented implemented in a terrible way because it's like, well, we asked for it, but then I'm like, well, maybe we weren't specific enough in how we asked for armor sets to be included in these things because this isn't the way I would have done it if I were making this the decisions because really this is just one evil maniacal. I'm, I shouldn't say evil. We, everyone throws evil around as like you know EA's evil or whatever, um, and that's probably a bad word to use. It's meant to get you to keep playing and keep grinding and coming back day after day after day after day, right? That's what it's meant to do. That's why those armor sets are added at the end of the challenge. Um, That's why you can only complete, you know, for this week, you're going to get this boss that you have to do. It's meant to get you to continue to play the game, right? And and I don't like that at all. I don't like that that's, that's how this was designed. I think, like we said last time, it'd be much better if these were spread out. And you know what? If you wanted to complete the set and get the helmets, this is the thing that you had to do, right? That would be a little bit more interesting, and at least it would space out that grind. But this is the way they did it. This is what we have right now. All we can do is provide feedback. But congratulations to people that have done it. That is a grind that I, I'm i not... Man, I'm glad I didn't decide to do that because I do not envy you guys for having to go through that grind and do all that. So this week, one of the things that did happen, they opened it up to where in free play, you can now go in, you can complete the three challenges, you can go down into the tunnels and you can light the beacons. That one's pretty fun. That's probably one of the cooler events that that came with Season of Skulls. It's one that I actually enjoy having to light the beacons. That's kind of fun. Um, inside it's the tunnel. It's a fun new event. Yeah. It's a fun new event. Then you have to light the beacon and that's just kind of a, you know, defend the point, shoot the mans. Um, and then the other one is doing matching the little symbols. From the Shaper Relic. So if you do all three of those, it'll open one of the free play bosses. You can go in, you can do it. That currently is set up to where you don't know which one you are going to get. However, if you do those three things, beat the boss, and stay in that free play instance, you can do those three things again and get the next boss. So it won't be random every time if you stay inside of the free play instance that you're in. But you'll have to do those three events each time to get the next yeah, boss right over, and over so you'll have to do it over and over again so there is a way to do That's that a lot of time it it is a lot of time and another reason why you know i'm not too like okay i've already decided i'm not going to do it so i don't have to put myself through the pain of doing that because you know sometimes if you get into a lobby where it's only going to last for another hour you're not going to have enough time to get through all five of those bosses right and it's just not going to happen so that's going on. I mean, At I least don't think it's they not designed it specifically so that it would be like, oh, you know, we want them to have to do this. I think it was. My guess is they're coming. In this last week was okay. If they missed a week, we'll give them an opportunity, and this is how we'll give them the opportunity, you know, to try and do it. It's not going to be super easy, but there's a way for you to get, you know, to fight that boss that maybe you didn't didn't go in and play, you know, during the week. And so, I know it's it's rough, you know, like if say if you missed multiple multiple weeks or didn't play and then you're like oh i gotta try and do all these and i have to do all this stuff but i mean at least there's an option for you it's, it's not fun to have to go through that you know and hope that you get that boss especially you know considering it's going to take about 40 minutes i'm guessing per i mean well maybe if you're playing on easy i don't i don't know because it doesn't matter what difficulty you played on right so. I mean, and there yeah, are it some. Still takes time. Yeah, yeah, and there are some mechanics where you de- do need people with you in order to complete them. I think there's, you could you could probably do it all on easy on your own. There is the challenge where you do the up, up, and away. I think it is what it's called, where you fight, go onto the scar platform that's floating in the air, and you need some people yeah. to help you with that. But 
I, I think it's doable for the people that have stuck through and killed like the 7,000 people inside the cataclysm, collected the skulls and done all that. You know, this this is a good way for them to say, hey, here you go. Sorry, we messed up. We didn't really plan well on what would happen if one of our things was bugged. Um, so here you go. I think this was the easiest way for them to get us that content, right? It's not easy for the yep. player. It's time-consuming and a little frustrating. But it was probably the easiest th- thing that they can do on their back end so that people could get it. Because if they made it impossible to get it, then, you know, that... We, we would be having a different conversation, I think, if we showed up and they're like, sorry, you can't get it, you know. So at least that didn't happen. Out of luck. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that has been happening with that. That So spend the shards. If you've collected shards, spend them now on whatever you need to spend them because they're going to go away um, at the end of next week. Uh, no, not the end of next week, but next reset, which is going to happen yeah. on Tuesday. So they're all going to go away. So spend them. There's no point in keeping them around. Because they're probably going to bring them back for the next um, Ice Tide event, I wonder right? why they keep doing that. Like, why why do they have to get rid of the shards? So, at first, at first, Devin, I was like, oh, obviously they have to get rid of them because they don't want people banking a bunch of shards and then just buying the new items um, right away on day one, right? Because then they don't have to grind for everything. Because right now, if someone could just, hey, we, we know the Cataclysm really well. We know what we have to do. We know where to go. Let's just, you know, bank 100,000 shards. The next reset, they're going to say, hey, here's new items. Then you can just buy all those. Um, yeah. But they didn't give us new items this time. So I don't really know why they took all that away. Because there's nothing new to buy. So getting those new items. I mean, getting, not with the shard, not with the crystals anyway. Right? right. So they didn't add any new weapons or gear in this in Season of the Skulls. Um, we don't know if they're going to add new stuff with Ice Tide. Um, they haven't said anything. We didn't see anything new in the 3D PTS that we had. So we're not too sure about that. Um, but we'll talk about the PTS later. We're gonna, I think right now, I think the big news in the Anthem community is that Jason Schreier <laughs> from Kotaku um, confirmed that they're reworking Anthem. So that's something that happened recently. Um, I mean, this... this I, yeah, it's just weird, right? Like... They they already told us long ago, like shortly after the game launched, they had all the issues that, yeah, we're going to fix all these things. It's just going to take time, and we're going to read, you know, basically redo all these things. So, I don't understand why it's news that they're redoing. I don't, I don't get it. But <laughs> I mean, I mean, we knew that we knew this was going to happen, right? We knew that yeah. they were working on it. Chad in his blog post said, "Hey, guess what? We're work. You know, our." Part of our group is working on the next big thing because we know we've had... I'm trying to look... Sorry. I'm trying to look for it right now as we're talking because I have the link somewhere to where Chad had said this. Um, So you're going to have to delay for me, Devin, while I find it. Yeah. So, I mean, he talked about that they're going to fix all these things and it just takes a lot of time to basically redo entire game systems, right? I mean, because that's what it's going to take. You can't just put a little patch on it, you know, a little Band-Aid and and fix it because that's... The problems are, you know, with main systems like the loot and how you get the loot, what the loot system is, you know, inscriptions, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's a huge part of the game that has to be fixed and changed. And and so that in and of itself is is going to require something entirely new, right? A new ecosystem, changing all the things that they're doing. So it takes a lot of time and work and we always kind of talked about it as Anthem 2.0 our, ourselves and all the things that we've wanted 
you know, for them to fix and, and have in the game. So. Yeah. So, so Chad said, and this was right after the cataclysm ended. This was September 17th. He said, we hear your concerns on core issues in Anthem and are acting on it. Those systems require a more thorough review and reworking versus quick fixes. We've got a team working on that now, and early results are promising. In order to address these long-range plans, we are moving away from the act structures for updates. Instead, we have additional seasonal updates planned for this year, and we think players will enjoy. These events will deliver challenges and chases similar to what you've seen. So I guess for for us, we were, you know... It's pretty clear to me that they're saying, hey, we're working on a newer version. We're working on 2.0. We're working on the Taken King version. We're working on, you know, I forget what they called it in the division when they put out their new update or whatever. Um, But they're working on 2.0, and we've known that. So when it broke that Jason was like, hey, I've confirmed sources. I guess, you know, to be fair, though, um, most people aren't following Anthem as closely as we are. So this was probably news to a lot of people that read Kotaku and know Jason well, it was, is it was good news also, right? I mean, it got Anthem back in the spotlight for a little bit and people were like, Oh, that's good. They need to completely fix it. You know? But. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that is true. So a couple of the things that Jason said in his article, he said for the last few months, Bioware and parent company EA have been planning an overhaul of the online shooter. According to three people familiar with those plans, some call it Anthem 2.0 or Anthem next. What do you think they're going to call it? Devin? Like what? What's the name going to be? I asked. I put a. I asked out on Twitter and got a couple responses. Um, one person said Anthem Reprise, just to kind of go with the music um, term. Yeah, I don't know. I think just keeping it Anthem and then just having it be two point You know, I don't see that as a problem. I know other games just continue to do that. Like uh, Path of Exile does their updates, and they just go with the numbers. It's still called Path of Exile, but it's you know, 3.8 is what they're on now, and the new update is 3.9 is coming out. And so they do big changes and those kind of things, or like when they announced Path of Exile 4.0, like and they know, talked about all these big changes coming in the next version. So I, I don't have a problem with them calling it Anthem and then saying 2.0, you know, Some, uh, build 2.0. Someone else on Twitter also said that, you know, Anthem Beyond, um, to go with the, uh, the other article that uh, Jason put out, calling it Anthem Beyond. I don't know if they'd do that if they if they would use a code name in their title, but um, yeah. so more things. So Jason also says many of the details are still in flux, and there's no clear timeline for the Anthem Next project just yet. Um, so it's probably going to be well. I'm guessing if anything happens like big overhaul wise, it's going to be either at EA Play or it's going to be at the end of quarter three. Um, yeah. At the early, they might tease it at EA Play next year. You know, is when I guess is when I would think that they would start showing stuff off. You know, um, but yeah, I think we're both we're in agreement. You know, quarter three is the earliest that the newest stuff is going to come out. I think they're going to continue to give us these similar type of events, which is, I mean, it's fun. It keeps things going. It gives you something to come back for for a little bit. You know. Um, as a live service game, though, I think, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I guess that's the problem. Like, the next thing he's going to talk about, you know, when, you know, how are they going to, are they going to piecemeal this? You know, where they give us big chunks or just one huge thing all at one time? You know, I don't, as a live service game, I don't know what they're, I mean, because the, the events that they're putting out aren't really. They're not live. They don't feel like live service events, right? 
they, they, they feel f- like just they feel like just the smaller events in some of those games that we've played. You know, it's like oh, these are whatever the Valentine's event type stuff that goes on in in Destiny or whatever that kind of stuff, which is fine. But they've also had in between their huge event, huge, you know, they, they they're, they're big content drops. Yeah, they've had bigger content drops with new, you know. Story content, and so and that content that. and that content sticks around in those games. And right now, um, the Cataclysm is stuck around. But when Season of Skulls goes away, I mean, I mean, it's still yeah, just it's the Cataclysm. But you know, do those free play events are probably going to go away also. So Jason also says they're still figuring out whether updates should be released all at once or over an extended period of time. Anthem could be overhauled through a series of updates, a la No Man's Sky. It could get a game-changing expansion like Destiny's critically acclaimed Taken King. Most of Anthem's biggest systems, its mission, structure, its loot, its world, will change drastically, but the developers have not yet figured out exactly what that will look like. They're even considering releasing Anthem Next as a brand new game, although those who work on the project said that could take a lot more forms, and it's unlikely they'll change full price, they'll charge full price to Anthem players. So them considering like putting out a new game, like even even that being like on the table in the conversation is kind of strange to me. Um, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't even charging for it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean the game will have to be free to play, whatever it is, it'll have to go free to play. Right. Um, I don't think you can release something like 2.0 and ask us to give you $60. I just don't think well, that, said, that will work at all. Story content is free, right? <laughs> So, I mean, unless they're, they're backpedaling on their promises and what they've told us, I mean, which they can do that, that's fine. They've already said they're going away from the act stru- structure and everything else. But, I mean, if you're going to give us, you know, systems that were broken in the first game that we've already paid for, you know, I, I don't see any way you could, you know, that it could go any worse than <laughs> saying, hey, we're going to have you pay us for this, for all the stuff that we fixed for that broken game. I mean, if if they say it's a different game... Technically, they could charge you for I mean, it. Technically, they could, but I mean, I think it would still be suicide for the for the that game and everything because it would just get review bombed and and get worse treatment than Anthem already is getting currently. So, I I agree. I mean, unless oh yeah, even it even if it if it releases and it's awesome and it's amazing, you still don't get people still in the door by price. by saying hey, give us sixty dollars. Like that wouldn't work. So it'll I think be the easiest way is, is to go kind of like what Destiny's doing, Path of Exile. They're free to play, and they have the microtransactions where you can buy cosmetic items, and that's what that's what pays for the game's expansions and everything else. And they can make a ton of stuff, you know, if they would just make more armor. <laughs> it, it, it's true, but then, but then also I think they're yeah. well. I won't go off on a tangent. We'll finish this. So right now, dozens, if not hundreds, of developers at both Bioware's offices in Austin, Texas, and Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, are quietly working on plans to overhaul the game. They've been quiet the entire time, okay? We haven't heard anything from anybody for the longest time except for updates on these seasonal events. Little things. They give us updates. No, those are not updates. Those are saying, hey, (laughs) look, here's the people that won, that got the top of the leaderboard. Here's the um, inversion that's coming out next week. That's it. Those are our updates. That's not an update. I know. We, we want more, right? We want more conversation. We want more information. And it's it's hard. I mean, I, I can see where they're coming from. I can kind of see both of our sides. They get, you know, just 
bombarded, but at the same time, that's, you know. It's because they're not saying anything. They okay. give in to the negativity or not, you know, right? Yeah, but the reality is that Bioware is still putting a lot of work into Anthem. Details on Anthem Next are hazy, but among other things, the game's developers plan to overhaul the loot, the quests, Mm -hmm. the social aspects of the game, the difficulty, the progression system, and the world map. It sounds like they're just making a whole new game. It's like you're overhauling everything. That's everything. So Umbrella Ops says, I think they'll release it free. Then they will have future DLC that is paid. Who knows, though? All of us here are going to pay whatever they charge. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, we, we will because we, like, this is we what will. we talk about because we got to get in. Um, you know, and Bioware is not going to say, hey, guys, here's the free game, so we're just going to buy it. But yeah, I just, if they want to be successful, I think they have to go free to play. I, it, if they come I mean, out and there's say, there's too many opportunities where they can make money through cosmetic items there's so much they could do cosmetically that you could make a ton of money off of that and yeah it's just it makes sense you know free-to-play games aren't what they used to be you know where it was like you got to pay more money to take more turns those kind of things that's not what i mean that's still what mobile is that's still all they do on mobile Mobile is 100 percent that you know pay to, to do this faster and your time and everything else blah 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 but I mean, we've seen games, really popular games that, you know, go free to play and they're still making tons of money and it's only on cosmetics. It's not pay to win, but there's obviously, I mean, I guess you could call it pay to win if you got purchased weapons, but I don't know what you're winning against besides PVE, but. (laughs) So they go on to say, because they, I mean, they, they pretty much listed all the core systems in the game that they're refreshing, right? So, I mean, that. That sure sounds like it could potentially be a new game. So one person on the project said they're planning to change the game's entire structure. Right now, the entire world of Anthem is set on a single contiguous map. Separating the maps into segments would allow developers to tweak and play around with those segments without worrying that they might create bugs and glitches all across the world. We're also looking at breaking up the need to go back to the Fort Tarsus after every mission, said the person. And what a mission technically is, that was always a weird disconnect. We're trying to integrate the disparate parts of the games together. So this is something that we actually brought up during one of our talks with developers at EA Play. is saying, hey, if we're out in free play, we want to go to the door that starts a stronghold and just walk in. So it sounds like that's mm-hmm. something that they're trying to do. So, you know... I hope I I hope that that come that that happens because that would be awesome just to be like hey you're out questing you're doing other stuff here's a stronghold I've got a quest to go get a stronghold or I've got a challenge to go kill a certain enemy in here I can just pop in there without having to load back to the fort and then queue it up that would be awesome I don't know how they do matchmaking in that instance but it's not for us to figure out it's for the developers to figure out so they make the video games so I'm excited that they're doing that um what what do you think, Devin, about having different biomes that are that's not one big giant map? Is that something that you would want to see, or do you want to just have the like the seamless open world that we currently have now? Um, no, I, I mean I would like to see the big biomes. I don't I don't have a problem with that. Like going places, I like the map. I mean, I would like to also see, you know, different uh, places besides Fort Tarsus go to other cities and, and move on to those kind of things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just, I think it could definitely work. 
I mean, if they were large enough maps, I mean, they they don't need. I mean, because right now traveling around, you're you're fast traveling anyways, because it takes forever to get from one end of the map to the other, and there's really no point because there's nothing to collect just, on the way. There's no challenges you're, you're, to do. I mean, there's stuff to collect, but there's no point in collecting it. So, right. There's nothing. I mean, they to have to give you reasons to collect it and and for it to be useful. So right now, I mean, I I don't mind the biomes at all. Like that that idea of of having different places to go. And if, even if it's like, you know, you could take your strider and go on this mission, you get out and then it loads you into this new biome and there's places to go and you're out further away from Fort Tarsus. And so you return back to your strider to turn in your missions or, or different kind of things. There's a lot of stuff they could do. You know, they're game designers. They work, they make video games. And, I mean, that's their full-time job. So they, they can figure these things out, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I think using the Strider would be a fantastic idea, right? Because right now we don't use them; we spawn on them, we fast travel to them. But I mean, there there and are too small anyways. There there are sometimes where you can actually glitch into your Strider and you can still walk around in that thing. And they have the the table to equip weapons, and they have all that stuff in there already. Why they're not using it, I don't know. And this would be a good way. It's like, hey, jump in the Strider. I got to go to the ice part. You know, as as long as those areas are big enough and they're not just, you know, oh, here, this is, you know, one quarter of the size of the map we have now. Because for as big as Bastion is, it's also not very big, right? Once we've learned yeah. that there's nothing to discover and there's no secrets, it's just, okay, it this just is it. It shrinks in size. Right. Yeah. So hopefully they can they can add on to that. All right. A second person on the project told me yesterday they were still doing lots of testing things out and experimenting, but still nothing concrete. Oh, that's like, okay, thanks for telling me that, I guess. Yeah, so they're working on the game. With so much in the air, it's it's not concrete. (laughs) Yeah, it's like we're in early development or something. With so much in the air, it's impossible to know what will and won't change. But it's safe to say that Anthem won't suddenly transform into a brand new franchise. We still expect to see freelancers... Freelancers, mercenaries, shaper artifacts, javelin exosuits, and all of the other core ideas that the game has established. Bioware's let's see, like Bioware's plan is to zoom out and overhaul the game systems that most players have agreed don't work. Loot. How and when this plan will continue to come to will come to fruition remains to be seen. Alright. So it's gonna be a lot of hey, we're gonna wait, we're not gonna hear anything from the developers, they're gonna go quiet, and you know that they definitely don't want things to get out and you know hopefully that you know people won't from inside will stop leaking things i mean they're talking to jason so um i don't know i i mean that's hard because they're already talking to jason about all this stuff so i'm sure we're going to get more leaks through him you know which is kind of sad i as as much as i want to know more it also sucks for the developers that are working on this stuff when this stuff leaks that it's like you know that wasn't ready to go out or that's going to change and now people are going to have a weird expectation so anthem 2.0 is happening we knew about it we predicted it we've been talking about it for a while now now the rest of the world can talk about it and all get excited about it or get upset <laughs> about it but either way they're working on it and i hope they're listening to feedback from all of us so if you have feedback, go to the EA forums, put them in there, and hopefully they'll listen to the stuff. All right, so let's jump over to the Ice Tide PTS, okay? So mm-hmm. the PTS launched for three days in the middle of, at the end of week four. There was a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday PTS where we could jump in and we could try out one stronghold that has been updated 
for the ice tide event that is going to be happening sometime in the winter. I'm guessing it's going to happen in the middle of December before everyone goes on vacation, and it'll probably run yeah. through the middle of January is my best guess, and then it'll go dark and we won't hear anything till EA Play. Um, so, Devin, what did you think of the ice tide PTS? Um, I thought it was interesting. It you, was good. You want I to mean, lay out what was they, in there? Yeah, so we had the Tyrant Mine Stronghold and they had updated it. Basically, they're scoring just like you kind of have in the Cataclysm, right? So they're scoring. There's um, notes to find, all this stuff to increase your score. There are a couple puzzles that you can do to get to drop a whole bunch of notes and um, get those kind of things. So it, it wasn't a ton of stuff that was changed. I mean, they didn't. There's a few things that they changed in there and added. It was it was good enough to go through and play, you know, a couple times. Um, it definitely, like, when I was playing it, the the first few, like, what was it, Friday and Saturday when I played it? Yeah. Everybody that I was playing with was just playing it like a regular stronghold and not really looking for puzzles or doing any of that stuff, which is really frustrating for me when I was, you know, going through stuff. And then finally Sunday we were able to play, at least with three of us, you know, so we were able to actually go and do some of the puzzles and different things. And so it was definitely fun. And uh, we we got a decent score for the PTS anyways. I think we were what, uh, what were we? We were like three... ranked number 17th or something. Yeah, 16 or 17. <laughs> and that was just <laughs> like first... a messing around run that had, you know, so <laughs> to me that says that we're not good. It just says that not a lot of people are on the PTS trying it out. I mean, I showed you where the stuff was that I had found because I played, you know, a couple times, but. I, I guess that's um, true, so but we knew where most of the the stuff was to to increase your score. So, um, it, it was definitely fun. I I mean, if it's only in one stronghold, then it's going to be a, keep talking. A, I'll be right back. A, a no go, right? So, hopefully, it's in. Uh, yeah, we, it's true. Vajan says we are a pro, and it's true. We are pros. Obviously, uh, have you seen Stephen play? He is like the most pro. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that it's in all of the strongholds because if it's only in one, then it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough content if it's only in that single one. And I hope there's free play events um, because you need more areas to do different things. Uh, I had some cool snow effects in the fort. Um, they need to work on it though. The the environmental effects weren't so great because. You could walk around the fort and you could kind of see where the snow started in the fort. I mean, but it's like, it could be nice, completely clear blue sky and it's snowing in the fort. And it's snowing in the oh. bar. So so stuff like that definitely <laughs> needs to be needs to be adjusted. But, but that it means all... it's BTS, right? So it's right. work in progress. So. I, I think the big but... thing that, that they need to tell us, like, first of all, anytime, by where this is like just a note to you, whoever's listening. I know some of you do. Uh, I know the people that don't. But... um. <laughs> tell us what you want to test in these PTSs, okay? Like, it's it's so weird to just be like, all right, here's the game. Go do whatever. Like, there's not that many people in there testing, so you kind of need to focus your workforce, right? Like, we need to be looking at the things like the bugs that are happening that prevent people from completing challenges. Like, that's the stuff we need to be like, hey, guys, this is what we're seeing. Go test this stuff. See if you can break it. See if you can recreate it and let us know what happens. Currently, it's just like, here it is. You know, there's a shotgun shot. No direction. Yeah, there's a shotgun blast of feedback. And it's, I, I would be really frustrated if it's like, all right, here's the feedback from the PTS. 
And it ranges like the full gambit from, hey, this rock was out of place to, hey, this broke when I did X, you know? So we need to... Or it could have nothing to do with any of the things that they're tracking internally. They'd be like, oh, we had all these issues and none of these people that played it had any of this stuff or even tried to do this or had problems with that. And Yeah. And, and I think one thing that would, they definitely need to do, because having the Tyrant Mine changed up is fun. I've always liked the Tyrant Mine. I'm glad there's something a little bit different that we can go in and do and we can get high scores. But you're right. It, we definitely need all four of the strongholds to be updated for, for this event. It cannot just be the Tyrant Mine. Like that, yeah. that would be the longest six weeks. I, that would probably be longer six weeks than the current cataclysm if we're doing the tyrant mine over and over again. So <laughs> well, they need and, to. And Phadrian, because I, I did talk about the free play, and he mentioned that the, the racing is the best. Uh, that was one thing that actually never spawned or worked for me in free play in the times that I kept trying to go out to free play to get it to happen. But so I never did uh, any racing at all during the pts and then because it just never spawned in for me every time i joined the server in free play nothing ever happened so that's really weird so touching on the racing i i enjoyed the racing as a storm because you know i'm, I'm sure phadron was being the interceptor and the interceptor cheats the entire time um but the way the <laughs> racing currently works now you know you mastering go, flight Stephen. That's, that's and i did master flight and that's fine um so there's a little plate that's hovering um, just right outside of the fort. You can go jump on it, and it says, hey, there's a timer. And it counts down two minutes or whatever. And then when it hits zero, a race begins. And then, I mean, this is feedback that we gave a long time ago about setting up racing because all you had to do was put a ring in the air, and we would chase it, right, like Superman 64. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and they put a bunch of rings out. And, you know, it, it's fun to go through. I There was one other interceptor with me as, as I was doing this, and I was flying through the rings, mastering flight finding all the water that's put everywhere in the game right because that's just what we do and you know i had a fun time doing this and this isn't a race to where it's like hey it's me against you it's against you're set up against par times so to get gold it was like i forget what the exact time was you had to get it in like three minutes 30 seconds and to get silver it was like four minutes 45 seconds or whatever so you're not racing technically against the person next to you you're just racing against those par times I'm not sure if I like that more than the racing. I think they did that because, you know, the Interceptor has a pretty insane advantage with its jumping and flight canceling or whatever it is you crazy Interceptors do to where you end up halfway across the map before, you know, I'm even, like, start flying. It's just kind of insane how you guys do that. But um, it's it's a fun event, and I can see this being like, hey, you know, if you complete all these racing challenges or if you do it so many times... Like, how cool would it be if they had cosmetic armor sets that were based more off of being aerodynamic and built for racing, right? Yeah. And you can get that through the racing challenges. Right. So It would would almost make sense if they did something like that. And then hopefully they don't put it behind a thing like, oh, win a race 400 times. Then I would just, like, flip the double birds of Bioware and be like, no, I'm not going to do that, as cool as this stuff is. But if you set it up to where, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be, like, get everything at the end. It's like, spread that out. Give me the legs when I do this. Then give me the arms. Then give me the chest piece. That way I feel like there's progression throughout the challenge and not me just beating my head against the wall, right? So the racing is fun. I hope they do more with that. Um, It's a cool mechanic. Even if they, like, added that into a stronghold or something, you know? Hey, race to here before the world blows up. And you do all that fun stuff. Um, So the racing was fun. The... 
Strongholds, I hope they update all of them. I hope they look at their challenges because they did not have the challenges available in the PTS. Bioware, please like look at those. Spread the rewards out. Like a decal is not a reward that I'm excited about, okay? Like I cannot get excited to be like, oh man, I really need that decal. Like I don't wear them. I don't use them. Like those are things that I am like have no interest in. I don't know what the percentage of people is that actually like the decals and the vinyls. I'm sure it's like some of the wraps look really cool. But man, like getting them at the end of a challenge, that's like it's not rewarding to me well, to get that stuff. Well, they're also low res which I mean, they're just giving us the same art like they put on console, which because we're playing on PC, and so it's kind of frustrating when you have a nice, you know, a good computer that can handle, you know, better graphics and everything else, and you're like trying to squint, you're like, look, what is this decal? It's all pixelated and everything else when you zoom in on your character, and it's like, oh man, I mean, they should should work on that, you know, so. It, as you zoom in on your character, I mean, they definitely have that. I mean, they do that for everything else where you get closer to it and it uses a higher fidelity version, you know, a yeah. higher res model so and better textures as you get in. And so that's something I would definitely like to see because right now, I mean, you don't get any choice in where they go. And so you just have to be like, oh, does this deck look good on here? Now they put it on this character's butt or on top of the head where you can't see anything or <laughs> I mean and some of those decals like you said they're tiny and they're not very noticeable. I mean like the storm for some reason gets gets a tiny decal on the chest and then they put it giant on the back of the cape for for the most part. And it's just yep. it's like I do not get excited to be like hey I'm going to complete this challenge and I'm going to get a decal. It's just it's not a rewarding and yeah, I think decals should that. drop in the world. I mean that would be fine You're like oh I killed an enemy I got a decal. That would be fine. Yeah, you know, I, and I agree. I, mean, like, I completed this challenge and I got 200 coin and a decal. Yeah. Okay. I guess so. So here we go. So things to look out for the PTS. I'm I'm hoping that, you know, they if they're going to release this thing in the middle of December, they need to put out another PTS for it so we can test this stuff and figure things out and you know give the feedback that's necessary for them hopefully they'll say hey test this stuff because we could you know we broke it in house please look at it see what's going on so if we're going to get this thing if we're going to get the ice tide event in the middle of december i mean they would have to put the pts out pretty soon if they're going to do it i mean and they didn't put they didn't do a pts for the season of skulls so i mean there's no precedent that says that they that they're going to do they it again i just wanted to just test oh does it work it works okay to see if they could turn it on and turn it off. I mean, well, I I don't know. Weird. Anyway. So I guess we have that to look forward to. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see like what more story elements come out. So there's been a, com- a bunch. There's been two new stories from the lore team over at the Anthem team. So we got the lore from titled The Fire Inside, which is about Zoe and Zoe's son, Andin. Andin? Yeah, I think it's Andin. Um, they have a bonfire outside of the fort, and they have um, a little adventure that ensues. It's kind of nice little mother-son tale that's kind of kind of heartwarming there at the end. And then we got a new one today called The Unwinding Box. The Unwinding Box is the weirdest story I've ever read from Anthem Lore, and there's some really weird <laughs> Anthem Lore. So go read that. I encourage you to read it. It's up on the Bioware site. I'm going to do, I'm kind of behind on doing my recordings of these. So I'm going to finish the fire inside this weekend. And then I'll do the unwinding box um, probably while I'm on vacation vacation because I have time to do that. So 
I'm really excited for the lore that's coming out. That's one thing that I really, really enjoy about the Anthem world um, because there's so many possibilities and they've got some pretty good writers over there on the team. So I hope that they continue to put out more stuff. All right, Devin, I think that's pretty much it for the last two weeks. Um, that's all that's kind of happened in the world of Anthem. Congratulations to everyone that got your armor. Congratulations to those people that are going to be at the top of the leaderboards. Hopefully, somehow, somewhere, Bioware does something inside the game for you all. Um, and not just on a uh, post on the EA forums. That'll be lost after this week. So, if if there's nothing else, Devin, I think we'll we'll say thanks to everyone for hanging out with us in chat. We really appreciate it. We appreciate all the support that um, you have all given us. Um, and if you want to continue to support us, or if you want to support us, you could do that at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. You can send us a buck our way, and we'll. I think we're going to do a giveaway this in the next couple weeks. Right? Giveaway? We like giveaways, Devin. We should give something we away. Like giveaways. What do you think we should give we away? Do. We could figure it out right here on the show. We could just like spitball... What should we right give away? A car, right, who, new truck. We got people that are listening. They're bo- they're in both, you know, Mixer and on YouTube. They should uh, throw out some ideas. And I know there's people watching. Oh, we <laughs> see, see the numbers. We see Phaedron cussing. Um, so, Phaedron cusses all the time. I know. All so, the time. So until um, next time, freelancers, we'll figure out what we're going to give away. We won't bore you with that here, but we'll figure it <laughs> out, and then we'll put out an update. We'll throw out something on Twitter. So. Until next time, I think there's a shaper storm on the horizon, and we'll see you on the other side. Later. Indeed. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work.